Welcome to the teaching ministry of The Cause Church. We pray you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. My younger brother Josh, Pastor Josh, was just up here a minute ago, and this past week I overheard a conversation that Josh was having with one of his sons, his six-year-old son, Amos. And uh, Amos said, Daddy, are you afraid of spiders? Josh said, no. Amos asked, robbers? Josh said, no. Then Amos asked, thunder? Josh said, no. Dad, are you afraid of monsters? Josh, at this point, was kind of irritated because he's an incredibly impatient person. (laughs) Just kidding. Josh said, no. And Amos said, then I guess mommy is the only thing that you're afraid of. (laughs) Story may or may not be true. You can decide. We're starting a new series today called Mind Monsters. And all of us deal with situations and challenges and relationships that can create fear, worry, anxiety, discouragement, depression. We're calling these things Mind Monsters. And they want to steal, kill, and destroy from the abundant life that Jesus has for us, that he promised us in John chapter 10, verse 10. They try to rob us of God's peace. They attempt to kill God's joy in our lives. They want to destroy God's destiny and purpose for our lives. By the way, next week, and my beautiful mom, Pastor Sherry, is going to be preaching on defeating worry and anxiety, and everybody likes it when she preaches. And then two weekends from now, my wife Jenny and I will be team teaching together. Everybody likes Jenny more than me, which is why I'm mentioning that. But we're going to talk about defeating discouragement and depression. But today, I want to talk to you about defeating fear. Defeating fear. Let me pray. Father, we have ears to hear, hearts to receive this morning. Lord, we pray that the giant of fear would be defeated and that the San Francisco Giants would also be defeated and that the Dodgers would win. In Jesus' name, come on, church, say amen. (laughs) One One of humanity's oldest problems is fear. In fact, the the first recorded words, they weren't the first words that Adam spoke, but the first recorded words of Adam, the first human being that God created, the first words that Adam said recorded in Scripture was, I was afraid and I hid. Genesis chapter three, verse 10, and the truth is that fear has kept humanity hiding from God and from each other ever since. October, of course, is the month that the world markets and celebrates and embraces fear, and I know we got some young adults in here. I'm gonna gonna get right up in your business this morning, especially you young adults. But uh, it's amazing to me how much money and time some people spend on being scared, paying for, for somebody to put fear on them, or trying to scare other people. I'm getting quite irritated, actually, with all these ridiculous and stupid and ugly Halloween decorations. And I am like this close. If Jenny gives me the okay, I'm going to put up my Christmas decorations, like right now. <laughs> Our world is full of fear more so than any time that I can remember. Our world is full of fear. And people are afraid of all kinds of things, and some of them are just kind of silly, ridiculous, strange phobias. Here's a few of them. 
arachibuterophobia, which is fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. <laughs> Nomophobia, fear of being without your cell phone. Some of you have that phobia. Ergophobia, which is fear of work. I think I have some relatives that have that phobia, but I won't mention their names. Hippo Here, let's see if I could read this. Hippopotamonstrosocipitodoliophobia. I should get a round of applause just for trying to read that, which is fear of long words, which ironically is the longest word in the dictionary. <laughs> you might be thinking, well, I'm not a very fearful person. I don't think this message applies to me. Well, do you ever feel anxious, worried, sleepless, troubled, concerned, cautious, tense, nervous, fretful, uneasy, upset, or angry? Those are all synonyms or expressions of fear. By the way, reading something that fast always reminds me of those, those uh, uh, medicine commercials where they, at the end they like read all the potential side effects real quick. It's like you're dealing with headaches and like one of the side effects is explosive diarrhea. <laughs> they just put it out there real quick. Anyways, I think that's funny. Maybe you don't, but well, I'd rather just have a headache than that. You, you realize that even anger, even anger, not probably not all the time, but often is connected to fear. You're afraid of not being heard, afraid of not being valued, afraid of being taken advantage of, afraid of not being treated with respect, and so you get angry. Here's some common general fears that many of us have. Fear of not being in control, fear of being disappointed, fear of loneliness, fear of being caught or found out, fear of failing or feeling like a failure. That's one of the biggest fears. That's probably my biggest fear. Fear of being inadequate, fear of being unloved, fear of change, fear of the unknown, Fear of the future because of the changes happening in our world right now. Fear of COVID. <laughs> you guys remember in March of 2020 when the world shut down and everybody was afraid we're gonna run out of toilet paper. People were like trading their cars for rolls of toilet paper. I literally, I remember a few weeks in, I literally drove to a friend's house in La Mirada and I gave him $40 of cash, and he gave me a brown bag filled with toilet paper. It was like I was making a drug deal or something. It was like I grabbed my toilet paper and all anxious, and I ran to my car real quick before I got arrested or found out. Fear of vaccine mandates. Fear of loss, losing your health, getting cancer, losing your mind, getting Alzheimer's, losing your marriage, losing your job, fear of disapproval, fear of rejection, fear of what other people think about you, which is what the Bible calls fear of man. Fear of completely surrendering to God because of what he might ask you to do. Some of us hold, hold on to different parts of our life. We close off different rooms of our life, don't surrender completely to God because we're afraid. Fear of becoming a Raiders fan, that's a real fear. We'll pray for deliverance of that. Fear of public speaking and fear of death. You know, most people's number one fear is fear of public speaking and their number two fear is fear of death, which means that they would rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy, which doesn't make any sense. I want you to ask yourself this morning, what do I fear? Who or what am I afraid of? What is my greatest fear in life? Are there any fears that I'm struggling with right now? If you're being honest with yourself, every single one of us struggle with fear, including 
myself, and we all must fight fear. Since my dad died on Saturday, February 20th, I have to fight fear all the time in my life. So I'm preaching to myself this morning. For many people, it's the number one problem. It's one of the greatest enemies that we face in our life. Fear is a mind monster that steals, kills, and destroys from your life that causes all kinds of damage. Let me quickly give you a few things that fear does. Number one, fear paralyzes your potential. It paralyzes your potential. It is a self-imposed prison that immobilizes you and keeps you from pursuing God's best or God's calling for your life. Some of you haven't pursued an opportunity or a, a, a job or a career path or an education because you were afraid. You're afraid to fail. Some of you have not obeyed God in maybe a little area or a big area, maybe a dream that he's placed on your heart because you're afraid. You're afraid to fail. You're afraid of what other people are gonna think about you. Like what Babe Ruth once said, never let the fear of striking out keep you from swinging the bat. Number two is fear ruins your relationships. It not only affects you, but everybody else around you, especially those closest to you. Fear causes us to lie to others and prevents intimacy. Some of you have said or thought this before, I'm never gonna trust anyone ever again because I don't wanna get hurt. Number three, fear hinders your happiness, makes you miserable, causes stress, worry, anxiety that can negatively affect your physical health. Some of you have a hard time sleeping at night and you, th you say, just because my mind won't shut off, my mind is racing. The reason it is is because there's underlying fears that are causing that. Number four is that fear sabotages your success. You tend to focus on your fears and magnify them exponentially. I want you to turn with me in your Bible to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. The Word of God is filled with stories, examples, promises of how to face, defeat, and overcome fear. In fact, the most common command, the most repeated command in all of the Bible, notice I said command and not suggestion. The most common command in all of the Bible is fear not or do not be afraid. Look at the person next to you and say, don't be afraid. Guess how many times that's in scripture? 365 times, one for every day of the year. I want you to stand to your feet. Let's read 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse seven. I'm gonna read it from New King James. It'll be on the screen. Let's read it out loud together. Ready? Let's read. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let's read it once more this time, and instead of the word us, say the word me, make it personal. Ready, begin. For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Before you sit down, tell the person next to you, say, I am really lucky to be sitting next to somebody as good looking as you. Go ahead and tell them. <laughs> God has not given us a spirit of fear, which means that there is a demonic, hellish spirit of fear that wants to immobilize and torment you. You might be thinking, are you saying that anytime I get scared that there's a demon behind that? No, I'm not saying that. But if you regularly and constantly battle and struggle with fear, there might be. There might be a spirit of fear that's trying to come upon you. You gotta take that before the Lord. We're gonna do that before we walk out this morning. 
Sometimes, some of you know what I'm talking about, sometimes you can feel a spirit of fear try to come on you. Some of you have experienced that before. What sometimes is called night terrors, where you wake up, you have a nightmare that is so real and vivid, it wakes you up out of a dead sleep and your heart is racing, you feel panic, you feel stress, you feel fear on you. Friends, oftentimes that's a spirit of fear. It's a hellish attack. I think, and this is just my opinion, so if you're gonna get upset about this, email me at joshuar at thecause.cc. But I think sometimes a panic or anxiety attack is a spirit of fear trying to come on you. Jenny had that happen one time in a church service years ago. It's a demonic spirit. Friends, if you know the Lord, you have the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome fear. You have the love of God in your heart. We're gonna talk about that in a moment. And it, you also have a sound mind. A sound mind. A sound mind is the ability to understand and make right decisions or self-control. In other words, you have the ability with God's help, with his power, to control whether or not fear takes up residence in your mind and your heart and your life. The great reformer Martin Luther said, you can't keep birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. <laughs> How to defeat fear, here you go. Number one, fill your mind with God's truth. Fill your mind with God's truth. Listen, this is really important for you to, to, to grasp onto. Many of our fears are based on false assumptions, wrong information, irrational worries, or flat out lies. That's why the old preacher says the, the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear is a liar, and you overcome lies with truth. Fear is a liar. And the, Jesus says that the devil is the father of lies. In fact, when he speaks, he only speaks lies. Jesus said in John chapter eight, verse 31, Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth. And the truth will what? The truth will set you free. Fear is a prison that puts you in chains of bondage and knowing and obeying the truth of God's word is what will help set you free. Joshua chapter one, it's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, one of the greatest leaders literally in the, the history of the world, Moses, leading over a million Israelites, trying to lead them into the promised land, dies and Joshua now has to take over. And God tells Joshua over and over and over again, do not be afraid. You know why he had to tell him that so many times? Because he was afraid. And so God says in verse eight, study this book of instruction continually, that's scripture. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. It's not a suggestion. God is commanding you. Be strong and courageous. We need a church now more than ever before. I'm not just talking about the cause church, although, although I am, but a capital C church that is strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. If you just grasp onto that one truth, that God is with you wherever you go, it will, it will break fear off of your life. 
as I was studying this passage on BibleGateway.com, which is my favorite website to use when I'm prepping for, for a sermon, as I'm studying on BibleGateway.com, Joshua chapter one, look at, this is the ad that pops onto the left side of my screen. Fright Fest! Friends, it's so, I started laughing, it's so humorous, a perfect illustration. You can either choose Fright Fest, or you can choose God's Word. Some of you have the volume of fear turned all the way up in your life, and it is drowning out God's voice. And you are listening to lie after lie after lie after lie. I'm about to get all up in your business right now, especially you young adults. You might think, that guy sounds like an old 42-year-old preacher. I am 42 years old. I was born in 1979. My birthday was on Wednesday, and I'm proud of it. So if this, sound, if this sounds old school, then maybe it is, but you need to hear it. You need to stop feeding fear in your life. This isn't just for young adults, but this especially applies to you. Some of you are watching shows, watching movies, streaming garbage, watching stuff on YouTube that you think is just entertainment, but it is not. It is feeding fear in your life. Some of you are listening to music that you ought not to be listening to. In the 80s, come on, some of you are old enough like me to remember this. You play the, play the record uh, backwards. Backwards masking is what they called it. And it would sound like this. And then somebody would say, did you hear that? They just said, worship Satan. I was like, really? It just sounded like to me. That was funnier at the other services. I don't know, maybe I didn't do a good job. It used, they used to kind of hide that stuff. Now it is blatant in your face. Now they promote it because it sells records and makes money. And some of you are listening to stuff like that. And you wonder why you wake up in the middle of the night terrified with a spirit of fear on you. It's because you're feeding it. It is a monster that you are feeding. All right, I'm gonna keep going. Some of you are paying to attend events this time, Halloween season, that you have no business being at. Not if you're a child of God, you don't. Some of you are consuming, this is for older people now, you are consuming large amounts of media and political talk radio, and it is, you might think it's just making you angry, but your anger is attached to a fear. You're spending, some of you are spending too much time on social media, reading this, that, and the other, and all kinds of conspiracy theories and prophecies and all kinds of weird nonsense, and it is feeding fear in your life. It ain't helping you. And some of you just flat out hang around with too many people that are filled with fear. They're afraid of everything. Locking themselves, I, I, I might, this might offend somebody, but I'm gonna say it. Locking themselves in their house, locking themselves in their bedroom, because they are filled with fear. There is a fine balance, by the way, between wisdom and fear. And I think sometimes what people call being wise or cautious, it is not, friends, you're filled with fear. All right, since I went there, I'm gonna take one more step. This is 1130 service. I didn't say this at the other, other thing. Do you believe that God is greater than any sickness or disease or virus? Because some of us aren't acting or living like he is. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> Fear is contagious. It's more contagious than any virus, so if you hang out with fearful people, you're gonna become fearful too. Stop filling your mind with fear and lies and start filling it with truth. 
Start listening to praise and worship music. I'm telling you, I'm telling you the truth. Right? I'm preaching truth to you right now. If you battle with fear, you need to start listening to praise and worship music. Psalm 56, whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? What can a virus do to me? <laughs> Read and study and meditate on God's word. That's another, that's another thing that we need to do. Psalm 34, I sought and inquired of the Lord and required him of necessity and on the authority of his word. And he heard me and delivered me. Other translations say, set me free from all my fears. Not just some of them, all of them. And some of us just need to get into a small group. We need to get in a connect group with other faith-filled people that are gonna pray for us and encourage us and help us. If you're gonna defeat fear, fill your mind with God's truth. Number two, fill your heart with God's love. Romans 5 says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit, listen, to fill our hearts with his love. That's beautiful, powerful. The Holy Spirit wants to fill your heart with God's love. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. God didn't just say, I love you, he showed that he loves us. And friends, at the right time, he didn't send another prophet he didn't send an angel. He didn't send a text message. He came himself. He stepped out of eternity and came to this planet and hung up on that cross, nailed to a tree, bled for you and I, and literally showed and said, I would rather die than live without you. What awesome love. There's, there is no other love like that, friends. Romans 8 says, you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. We would use the term daddy. When you come to Christ, you become his son or his daughter. He brings you into a personal, intimate relationship with God so that you can know him as your loving heavenly father. It's just like the song that we sang a few minutes ago. I'm no longer a slave to fear, for I am a child of God. Friends, here's the, here's the connection to fear. When you are secure in God's love, fear has no place. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, where God's love is, there is no fear because God's perfect love drives out fear. That is a unbelievable truth you need to grasp onto. The antidote to defeating fear in your life is receiving God's love. So if there's fear in your marriage right now, you need more of God's love. If there's fear in your workplace, you need more of God's love. If there's fear in your heart, you need more of God's love. God wants to replace your fears with more of his love. When you invite the love of God into the front door of, of your life, then fear has to exit out the back door because fear and love can't coexist for very long together, friends. Listen, the kingdom of darkness is ruled by fear. But the kingdom of heaven, I think we just talked about that recently, didn't we? The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is ruled by love. In Matthew 16, 18, and 19, Jesus said, I give you the keys of the kingdom. I give you power and authority. Listen, so as God's love fills your heart, then listen, fear starts getting pushed out. 
it starts giving, getting driven out of your life because perfect love casts out fear. Romans 8 says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. I did a deep exegetical word study in the Greek of the word nothing. You know what it means? Nothing. It means nothing. Nothing can take away God's love for your life, friends, because of who Jesus is and what he's done for you and me. So the question is really, have you accepted God's love? Have you received God's love in your heart? Because if you don't accept or receive it, then it doesn't do anything for you. I love sports. I grew up playing mostly baseball. And my dad was our Little League coach. We've talked about that. Coach Josh and I, we wrote his, his book, Dugout Talk, which you can get and read later. But my dad was a great coach. And he used to tell us all the time, he said, not just Josh and I, but the whole team, he said, guys, go out there have fun, play hard, do your best. If you're gonna make a mistake, make an aggressive mistake. Don't play scared, don't play nervous. If you make an error, shake it off. If you strike out, shake it off. As I got a little bit older and I played for other coaches, not all of them coach that way. Some coaches think it's a good coaching tool to try to instill fear into your players. It's like if you mess up, you're on the bench. You see the difference? There's a big difference. My dad's way of coaching made me feel secure and free. Other coaches' way and their style made me feel insecure and fearful. God is your life coach. He is the coach of your life. How do you think he coaches you, friends? He wants you to live secure and free in his love. I don't do this perfectly, but basically I try to approach my life like this that I'm gonna live all in and all out, all the time for Jesus. And that if I when, I, when I mess up, when I make a mistake, when I sin, I'm gonna confess quickly, I'm gonna repent quickly, I'm gonna get right with God, I'm not gonna get stuck in some pit, I'm not gonna allow guilt and shame and condemnation to come on my life, I'm gonna keep moving forward because I know, I know that there's nothing that can take away God's love from me. And I know that his love for me is not based on my performance. I know that I can't earn it, I know that I don't deserve it, I know that I just need to receive it. And so I'm totally confident and secure in my identity that I'm his son. You know, it don't matter how good or bad I preach, God still loves me. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether you like it or not, God still loves me. So I'm gonna be fearless and full of faith to the best of my ability. If you're gonna defeat fear, fill your mind with God's truth, fill your heart with God's love. Number three, last point is this, fill your life with faith. Fill your life with faith. Psalm 56, three, when I am afraid, I will put my trust and faith in you. When you're afraid, who or what do you put your faith and your trust in? Because all of us do somewhere in something. Fear expects the worst in a situation, faith expects the best. Fear is inward focused, 
faith is upward focused. Fear knows only what you can do in the natural. Faith knows only what God can do in the supernatural. I wrote, I wrote 10 faith declarations with a scripture for each one. And I mentioned this last week in my message. If you wanna build your faith muscles, you need to feed on God's word. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we're gonna, we're gonna go through these 10 statements pretty quickly. I know some of you note takers don't like it. You get mad at me, you get real nervous because you can't write every word down and it creates all this anxiety and fear in you. Yeah, that's why you better take my message to heart then, all right? <laughs> we'll pray for you, but we're gonna go through this quickly. I think I'll put it on social media later, but I wanna go, go to point one. This is how we're gonna do it. When I say number one, number two, you guys are gonna read that statement. They're mostly pretty short. And I want you to read it loud and strong as a faith declaration over your life. So you're gonna read this statement and then I'm gonna read the scripture. Sound good? Yeah. Back half of the room sound good? Yeah. Okay, we, guys, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. It's really up to you. <laughs> okay, just teasing. All right, here we go. Faith, 10 faith declarations. This is gonna build our faith and encourage us. All right, number one. If God be for us, who can be against us? That's the old King James, I like that. Number two. I know that God is Don't be afraid, for I am with you. By the way, notice how often that phrase appears in these scriptures. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Number three. For I know the plans I have for you, Jeremiah 29, 11, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Number four, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Number five, wait for it. <laughs> Is it coming, Chris? All right, all right, number five. Listen to this verse, this is from Jeremiah. This, this actually happened to Jeremiah, this isn't metaphorical, this is literal. They threw me into a pit and dropped stones on me. That's a bad day. The water rose over my head and I cried out, this is the end. But I called on your name, Lord, from deep within the pit. You heard me when I cried. Listen to my pleading, hear my cry for help. And yes, you came when I called. You told me, do not fear. Number six, no, sorry, that's a, that was a verse. <laughs> and yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, David writes, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Number seven. Wow, man, that's amazing. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, that's you and me, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Number eight. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors. It's hyper-conquerors in Greek, through him who loved us. Number nine. If you're taking notes, you write this reference down, read it so Powerful, Hebrews chapter two, verses 14 and 15 from New Living Translation. It says, because God's children are human beings, 
made of flesh and blood, the Son, Jesus Christ, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had, not has, had, past tense, who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Friends, church, if you know the Lord, you do not have to fear death anymore. Death is a defeated enemy. You are victorious over death. Friends, you have eternal life right now. Eternal life is not just a, a quantity of life, it is a quality of life. And the moment that you accept Christ into your life, you receive eternal life. You don't have to be afraid of death. There's stories right now of brothers and sisters in the Middle East that are being marched to their death in Afghanistan and places like that. And they are singing hymns and singing songs of praise right before they're executed. Why? Because they know, they know the Lord and they don't have to fear death. That's so powerful. Number 10, here's the last one. You have nothing to fear if you know God. It makes sense to me. With all the craziness in our world, it makes sense to me that people who don't know the Lord do, do and think and say all kinds of unbelievable things and are completely afraid. People who, I, I won't go there again, but people who are just scared of everything, if you don't know the Lord, that makes sense to me because you have no hope. I mean, you're just grasping at straws. You don't know up from down, left from right. But if you know the Lord, friends, Come on, church, we have no excuse to live in fear. I'm not saying that we will never be afraid. All of us are afraid at times, but we have no excuse to be bound by fear because we know God, yeah. and he's with us. And Jesus said this in John chapter 14. He says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. Guess what that means? You ain't gonna find it in another person, in another relationship. You're not gonna find it in something you drink, snort, inject into your body. You're not gonna find it on a vacation. You're not gonna find it in a 401k plan. You're not gonna find it anywhere else. Only Jesus himself can give that to you. That's why Philippians says, it is the peace of God that passes understanding. That in other words, it don't even make sense. Only Jesus can give that to you. He says, I give it to you as a gift. And he says, so don't be troubled. Don't be afraid, because I'm with you. Man, You're, you can live a life that is filled with fear, and it will hold you back, it will restrict you, it will keep you from God's best, or you can live a life filled with faith, filled with his love, filled with his truth. The choice is yours. The choice is yours. We're gonna be done soon, uh, but you're gonna be encouraged. We're gonna show a, a quick story about my sister Shannon, seven years younger, my beautiful sister, about a journey she's been on and how she's been overcoming fear. This will encourage you.
Hi, my name's Shannon, and my son is Drayson, and in August of 2019, at three years old, he was diagnosed with leukemia. I remember we were out of the hospital in our first month of treatment with Drayson, and we were going for a walk, just as a family, just the three of us. And I didn't feel fearful. There was no imminent danger to myself or to Drayson, but I remember walking on the street here in Brea, and I felt like there was a spirit of fear that came over me, you know, and it was kind of like a blanket, like, and not the cozy kind, <laughs> the weighted kind, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't just a natural feeling. It wasn't something that would go away in a moment. I felt like, man, this, this could stick around if I let it. So I told Jonathan right away, I was like, I feel afraid, you know? And I said, this isn't normal. This isn't something that's like a normal feeling. It felt like, like the enemy was trying to overtake me. It was more of a spiritual attack. I don't want to fear that Drayson's gonna die. I don't want to fear that, that this is gonna return. So I, I started praying and I asked people to pray for me. And I love uh, listening to worship music. That for me is super helpful going through life, especially with going through a cancer treatment with your child. There are moments of fear. You feel this fear of the what ifs and the, of, of the unknown or of um, the uncertainty of what can come because you've already been faced with this horrible event in your life. And I think when I feel those, again, I have to go back to worshiping, to acknowledging who God is, to knowing that even if what I'm praying for doesn't have the outcome that I want, that God is still in control. For me, surrendering Drayson to the Lord was huge because I love Drayson, but even more so God loves him and he knows and he's in control. But when you put it in God's hands, when you cast all your worries on him, then you're letting him fight the battle and he's the victor and he's already won. Drayson is almost finished with his two years of treatment. He has um, his last dose of oral medication, oral chemo, on October 11th. So just coming up here, right around the corner. He's in kindergarten. He's doing great. He's so strong and resilient. Um, God really did prepare him, prepare us for such a time as this. And I know that God has a plan for him, you know, bigger than what I would have and what even Jonathan would have what any of us would have because God loves him and he made him. Shannon talked about how she had to surrender Drayson to the Lord and that's one of the keys, friends. If you're gonna overcome fear, you surrender your life completely to God every day. Anytime you feel fearful, you surrender it to the Lord and give it to him. Job chapter 11, verse 13 to 15 says, Surrender your heart to God, turn to him in prayer, and give up your sins, even those you do in secret. 
and then you won't be ashamed. You will be confident and fearless. Some of you need to do that right now. You've, you've never made a decision. You've never made a choice to surrender your life to God. But you need to. You're ready. The Bible says that today's the day of salvation. And I just told you how much God loves you. He loves you more than you can imagine. So Jesus came and he lived for you. He died for you, shed his blood on the cross to forgive you of your sins, to bring you into relationship with God, to give you abundant and eternal life. Every single one of us will live for eternity. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says that God has placed eternity in the hearts of men. Eternity with God is called heaven. Eternity separated from God is called hell. Heaven was created for you and for me. Hell isn't meant for you, but if you continue to reject God, if you reject God for all of your life on this earth, then you have, you've made your own choice that you don't want him. But Jesus came to give you abundant life, to give you eternal life. But you have to respond, you have to receive it. You have to receive salvation, the greatest gift you could ever receive. And it starts with surrender. Saying, Lord, I, I surrender, I, I open up my life, I give my life to you. Some of you have never made that decision before, but you're ready to do that today. You're watching online. Maybe you prayed a prayer, but you've walked away from the Lord. You find yourself here today or watching, and you want to come back to him. You want to come back into relationship with him. I'm talking to you. Today's the day. You're the person. You make the choice. God will make the change. Close your eyes for a moment, if you would. So everybody's eyes closed, head, heads bowed for a minute just for privacy. And if you say, John, that's me. I, I want to make that decision. I want to surrender my life to the Lord. I wanna be in relationship with him. On the count of three, I want you to lift your hand, hold it high, and look at me. I wanna see, see your eyes on the count of three. One, two, three. Hold your hand, hold it high. I see you, friend, I know you. I see you, yep, I see you in the back. Anybody else, somebody over here in this section? Wait, wave at me so I don't miss you. Sir, is your hand up? No, okay. Anybody else here this morning? Just wanna... Wait a minute, so good. Several people who responded this morning. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so at our church, we lead everybody in a prayer of confession and salvation. It's a first step in your relationship with the Lord. I think there was two, specifically two women here in this section. I want, church, I want us all to repeat this prayer. Let's repeat it loud, repeat it strong in support of our friends making this decision today. Just repeat after me a phrase at a time. Say this, Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. I know that I'm a sinner. Forgive me of all of my sin. Right now I surrender my life to you. I want Jesus to be my Lord and I want him to be my savior. Make me a new person. I renounce every work of the devil in my life. I command fear to leave my life in the name of Jesus. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I declare that heaven is my home and I will live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from The Cause Church. For more information about The Cause or for further resources, visit our website, thecause.cc or call 714-255-0930.